0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 72 of the PA Turnpod. We have a stacked episode today. Uh, Rob and I are going to cover the Phillies and Blue Jays review from Citizens Bank Park. Also, we're going to talk about their playoff hopes, possibly dwindling, but they beat the Blue Jays, and last night they beat the Braves 1-0. So maybe maybe there is life in Philadelphia. We'll go across the street to the link as Rob and I will recap our Lincoln Financial Field visit on Monday Night Football as the Eagles defeated the Vikings. Then we'll do a quick Spark Notes review of Week 2 of the NFL. But first, let's take a quick pause for our sponsor, Anchor.
1: Here's the 3-1. Drill keep to left field. There it goes. Number 60. Slide over, babe. You've got some company. Aaron James Judge has tied George Herman Babe Ruth with 60 home runs. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 72 of the PA Turnpon uh for future reference episodes should be dropping every thursday and saturday going forward uh but for this week we'll just be doing one i am rob joined as always by joel how are you today sir
0: i'm um, pretty good a little energized i had a th- myself like three day weekend mm. impromptu three day weekend but feel refreshed and energized not to go back to work but to do this podcast and to enjoy the rest of my friday it's a fall weather outside
1: that's yeah, beautiful how about I like the you? window open here. I'm all right. Um, I have like weird heel soreness that I've been dealing with for the last like three weeks. It's really uncomfortable. Are so, we talking WWE heel? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm now a bad guy. You're going shoot uh, promo here? My, my foot is in a lot of pain and uh, it actually feels better to sit on my foot than it does to walk on my foot. So doing this, this podcast is going to be the best moment of my day. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I'm joined today by my, uh, my two Um, my two dogs so they don't bark because last week they were downstairs barking the entire time we recorded so i thought maybe if i put them up here with me they will they won't bark so if you hear footsteps hopefully that doesn't interfere with the audio but uh they're they're being good so far
0: if there's any dead air it's some good asmr for the people listening
1: (laughs) if there's dead air it's because i turned my mic off because benny's barking at the dog across the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then then that'll be just me just like breathing into the mic heavy until you come back But yeah, man, we have a stacked episode um, A lot to get to I mean, just to make up for the episode that we missed And then yeah, It's just a lot so We had a episode. couple of
1: scheduling conflicts uh, for, yeah. the, for all the loyal listeners uh, Joel picked up some overtime last week New overtime rules, both teams get to possess the ball So that's why we, wouldn't, <laughs> we weren't able to uh, to record And yeah. then this week, of course, has been just madness um, To recap my last seven days or so I worked open to close last um, So actually um so last Friday, the, uh, the genesis of our little sabbatical was um, Joel picked up extra hours to work. I went and visited my parents, and we just didn't record. There wasn't a whole lot to do anyway. We just did our pics on the Instagram. Saturday, I worked open to close. Sunday, I had a doubleheader. Monday, we went to the Eagles game. Tuesday, open to close. Wednesday, Phillies game, which went to extra. <laughs> Jesus. And then last night, I made a birthday dinner for the, uh, the young lady I live with. Uh, Joel has been just as busy with work and he went to the Eagles game with us So yes, (laughs) it's been a fun week for the both of us, but I am exhausted and my foot is killing me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: I was running on fumes I had to say you know what I can afford to take a day off so I was like I'm gonna use my card to use it right now because like For us we have like those uh, holidays that come up like July 4th and whatnot Mm. Labor Day and you can either choose to take the money which is double pay holiday pay or you bank it and what that means is you pay me regular pay on my ho- on the holiday but it's an extra day off i can use at any time as long as no one like else that? has that day off so i was like it. came in tuesday after the eagles game just absolutely defeated at work i mean we didn't do much but it was just this the whole thrill of it and jogging up those ramps just was no joke. In a hoodie, by the way.
1: Oh yeah. See I, I warned you guys. I warned you guys. You kept saying it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be cold. it was September twentieth or whatever, nineteenth. It was not gonna be cold. Hey, With all that hot air and all the piss everywhere, like it's gonna be hot in the the, the two hundred level too. I didn't think I didn't
0: think that through of where we would be sitting that there would be a roof basically over our heads if it, yeah if which was
1: pretty helpful because it cut out a little bit of the hotness from the uh, the lights and everything we had a little bit of shade. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I was kind of defeated into month, Tuesday, and
0: then work, obviously, was just, like, crap. And then midway, I was like, hey, talk talk to my manager. I was like, look, I have a bank day. I know that. Can I use it for tomorrow? Last minute, I know. And he Mm -hmm. looked at the schedule. He had this new guy pick up extra four hours in replacement of me, and I was like, deuces. So I knew Tuesday around 530,
1: I was not coming back to this place until Saturday. So,
0: that's good. close.
1: So you went Wednesday, thir- so you went Wednesday, and then your regular two days off. Yeah. The, uh, Thursday, Friday, not Yeah. So I'm kind of refreshed, energized, ready to go. And, uh, good thing because this episode is massive. Yeah. We got a big one this time. Uh, um, Uh, going forward, my schedule will be changing, it seems. I will now be working open to close every weekend, which is fun. A. Uh, brought back an old employee so I will have a a little bit of support on Saturdays which is uh, exciting because I can sleep in then I get almost like a pseudo day and a half off because I'm off on Fridays and then I'll be off on Saturday mornings so nice little weekend for me and then uh, that'll keep me refreshed I am still waiting on this donkey
0: to make a decision if he's going to (laughs) move to the midnight shift so it clears up that
1: Saturday Sunday and I can just swoop in and take it but there's a slim chance that happens for me as well where I get Saturday Sunday off then we can sit around and uh, and cry about college football and then cry about the NFL in, no, uh, in unison. I'll rephrase that. I'll watch you cry about college football, <laughs> and then we'll cry together over the NFL. Uh, we've, I don't know if we've lost the same amounts of money on college football this year, but we sure did. Not last at year. all. <laughs>
0: last, <laughs> year,
1: last year was bad. Last year was really bad, especially the uh, championship game. was. Championship game killed us. We, we did a live parlay on the air, and then uh, none of it hit. Well, it didn't help the yeah, Brian receiver. Robinson. Two touchdowns. Yeah, we'll take the over on James or whatever, whoever the right receiver was. Who got we'll go injured? Uh, Bama money line. Yeah, James Williams tears his ACL. Like that <laughs> just, that automatically killed. I was like, all right, it's not them. really
0: worth watching this game except for uh, Herb Street. That was the first time I actually watched him play. Herb Street play
1: phenomenal. He saw the game last night. He, he, yeah. Yeah, Fowler's great too. Fowler's great, but think, people hate that he does tennis because apparently he's not very good at it, but he likes really? tennis more than college football. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Herb Street's been good. He's just wearing a lot of makeup this year, which is concerning to me. I don't know what's going on there. Like, did he not get a tan? He does he game day every Sunday. He's sitting in the sun for 6 hours every Sunday. I don't know or Saturday. I don't know what's going on there. He is pancakes with makeup. Like, it yeah, is he's wearing more, he literally wears more makeup than my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so and let's he gets get into <laughs> Yeah. And, and Michael's actually kind of uh busted his balls for it week one. He said, uh, "Kirk, it's 78 degrees. Are you are going to take your your blazer off or no?" <laughs> but did you notice that Last night, Al kept his jacket on from what oh, they, I saw he well, kept yeah, like it was cold the one, the one of the Cleveland players is wearing one of their ski masks on his head. Oh my lord idiots so not that um, before we jump into the Phillies uh Aaron judge is on a sixty one and sixty two home run watch. maybe by the time this episode launches it will be uh it'll be on sixty two watch um, so he had his sixtieth home run on Tuesday night. Uh, that was off, I believe, Will Crow. Uh, kudos to Will Crow for actually pitching to him because it seems like the last couple of nights nobody has been wanted to pitch to him. He had three yeah. walks last night. Uh, so I have a little bit of statistics here ready to, to fire off. So tonight's game for the Yankees is against the Red Sox in the Bronx. That's going to be on Apple TV exclusively. Let's go. Um, yes, and the Yankees and the MLB tried to get Michael Kay on the call, but Kay is like adamant he doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to steal Steven Nelson's spotlight, which I think is really admirable. I've listened to him this week. He's like really upset about the idea that he's like going to be forced into calling these games. Um, and John Sterling is going to retake the, um, the Toronto games next week. He usually doesn't travel. Yeah. The uh, radio announcer, Ryan Rucco, was set to do the uh, radio games next week in Toronto. But John Sterling has to have the games back. So he'll have them back. Um, so tonight he faces Rich Hill. Lifetime against Rich Hill. He's two for four with a single, a double, and five plate appearances. Uh, give me one second. I was eating something. Um, Saturday, he faces Nick Pavetta, which I actually saw a couple of these plate appearances back in April. Um, mm-hmm. 15 career plate appearances. He's five for 11 with three singles, two home runs, four walks, and a strikeout. Nick Pavetta sucks, as we all in <laughs> Philadelphia know, so there's a good chance he breaks that record tomorrow. <laughs> Sunday, he faces Brian Bello. <clears throat> three plate appearances. He's a younger pitcher. One for two with a, a single and a walk. Monday, he takes on Kevin Gaussman and... Tuesday, Jose Barrios, these are the two larger bodies of work because these two guys have been in the American League a little bit longer. the Monday, 28 play appearances. He's 8 for 22 with three singles, two doubles, three homers, five walks, and nine punch-outs. And then Jose Barrios on Tuesday, 23 plate appearances, 8 for 20, five singles, a uh, double, two homers, two walks, and two strikeouts. And that doesn't count the wild card game where I'm almost positive he hit a home run against for Rios in the wildcard game in 2017 or 18. I forget what year it was. So that's the next five matchups. Wednesday, I believe they have an off day. And then Thursday, they'll be back at it. But do you think he'll break it? It Well, first of do you think he'll tie it tonight or tomorrow or Sunday? And do you think that uh, he'll break it by the time uh, that Tuesday, by the time we record on Wednesday?
0: I think he'll hit one tonight for sure because my ticket depends on it.
1: Um, I've, I've been taking it to hit two of each of the last three nights. It has not worked. Same,
0: same, um,
1: uh, th- oh, he'll definitely
0: break it before we record for sure. If not, if we go back to our normal routine, he'll probably break it later that day when we're to record. So we're going to sound like idiots when people listen back to us and there's a special guest,
1: Benny the jet. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to tie it by Sunday. Um, that would suck for him and suck for their fans if he breaks it in Toronto. So back in April, when I was looking at Yankees Red Sox tickets for September, we were looking at them. We were like, oh, they're like forty bucks. Maybe they'll be cheaper by then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four hundred dollars to sit in left field this weekend. Yeah, two hundred eighty dollars to sit in right field. That's before fees. So <laughs> these people are jacking up the prices of the tickets. I think there's none available on the ballpark app. Meanwhile, it's still like fifteen bucks to sit in the four hundred level behind home plate. So if you just want to be in the building for the uh, the home yeah. run. You you have a chance to be there. You just won't be anywhere near the ball. Uh, Yankees fans and uh, Cardinals fans have a pact to uh, beat the living shit out of Zach Hample if he comes near the home run ball of either Pujols or Judge because that, Bozo, are you familiar with that guy? No. So there's this bald, like, virgin guy that goes from ballpark to ballpark, and he, like, brags about how many balls he gets. He'll wear, like, a hat for both teams. He'll wear, like, a generic MLB hat. He'll, like, speak Korean to the players and speak Spanish, so the players try to ask for a ball. Tries to learn like all of the like every staff Give member in me these teams, <laughs> yeah. And he, he, like, he has YouTube videos. He apparently he's a prick and he jumped in front of a kid in uh, Colorado a few weeks ago. Oh, that's the kid, yeah. The so he got escorted out and then he tried to make himself a sympathetic figure. What a the usher said that one of the players threw a ball to a kid, the kid dropped it, Hample grabbed it, and walked away. And the usher was like, That's the kid's ball. He goes, No, he dropped it, it's my ball. So If Hample comes anywhere near the balls this weekend, uh, he will get his butt kicked by Yankees and or Cardinals fans. Uh, Luckily, he has plans to be in a different ballpark, so he can't be at the Cardinals game. So Pujols at 700, at least he won't be there for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. I wonder what's more monumental for him, a Pujols home run or a judge, but I guess that gives us our answer. He won't be in St. Louis for that one. Um, Oh, Rob is out and about. Um, Hmm. I mean, if I saw him in the ballpark, I wouldn't even know what he looked like, honestly. looks like but, a virgin. <laughs> but people uh, spending close to half a grand on a baseball seat to see a potential home run that may or may not be hit that night is crazy. A. B. If you're in left field, there's a good chance he hits it at the dead center
1: yeah like, or like you almost did last night oh
0: yeah or the porch in right field so you basically are out five hundred dollars to watch a man hit a home run to
1: your left or to your far left yeah depending the, where William, you're at. The, uh, the williamsport porch in right field is i think 280 for mm-hmm. tickets right now so probably around 320 after fees because the higher the ticket obviously the higher the fees so there's a chance i mean this is exciting i mean so I, what i i think we talked about it before but what's your opinion on um on the home run record so This one, they're kind of getting around it by saying it's the American League record. It's the Yankee record. It's the, some people are just calling it the straight up record because it's the non-steroid record. But what is your take on the record? Because Bonds obviously hit 73. I think McGuire wound up with like 66. Uh, Sosa hit something where in the middle 60s. Uh, And then you have Maris at 61, Ruth at 60. Um... And I feel like someone else was in the 60s as well. Maybe Luis Gonzalez. I forget. I forget and who else was Luis. in the uh, ballpark. I think Sosa, McGuire, and uh, Bonds are the three main ones people are kind of upset about. Giambi. I think, um, I think Gonzalez had 57, uh, but those three, you know, uh, they they obviously did steroids. A lot of people still view it as the record because you know the pitchers were on steroids too. It's not just the not just the hitters. <laughs> But what's your take on the record? I mean they're getting around it of course by saying it's the you know the American league record but and the Yankee record, but what do you think? I haven't heard
0: anyone say the American record or the Yankee record. I heard the Maris. You know, passing Maris. Yeah, you know, that's all I've heard. Maris, Maris, Maris. Um yeah. I think we did talk about this a little bit when, you know, this was becoming a thing, possibly, now it's a reality. Um I see think- how quickly it ramped up. I think the the number is seventy three, Bonds, because yeah he got steroids, but so do the other guys, Sosa and McGuire, and a lot about the people, and as you, you just mentioned, pitchers. But my argument then, and it is now, baseball is the hardest sport. You can take steroids, doesn't mean you can hit the ball. I mean, you can hand eye coordination is a big thing. You still got to make contact. You can take all the steroids in the world, but you also got to make contact. Day in and day out. So, and the power to do it, obviously. Like, if I took steroids, I'm not going to hit a 500 home run off the rip. Like, I got to
1: swing the goddamn bat. Yeah, you still have to be good at baseball. So, I understand it from both sides. I understand saying that Bonds is still the champ, and I still kind of believe that. Because if I'm going to sit here and tell you Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player that ever lived, then I should probably acknowledge the fact that he hits 73 and that's the record. Yeah. But I think there is something to saying that Judge is the pure record holder considering you know amphetamines were big in like the old days in the black and white baseball days um and then you have you know the guys taking steroids and everything in the last 40 years so i think there's something to be said about judge being the uh, other pure home run hitter now i want you to keep in mind this this is a stat that i sent to fireman joe the other day i found this on twitter and i found it extremely fascinating so judge is currently at 60. The mm-hmm. next closest home run hitter has 40 home runs. That's Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. And then after him, I think Trout, Austin Riley, and a couple other guys have 39. Alonzo, Alonzo yeah. Alonzo's actually, he may have just broken 40 as well. Um, but he, he's, still, he's still 20 up on the second guy. Yeah. When, when, uh, when Bonds hit 73, he was only nine up on Sosa, who had 64 that year. So the gap wasn't as wide. Judge is doing this in, in a much more historic fashion relative to the, the rest of the league. And also where worth noting his his slugging percentage is in the 700s the average ops which is slugging plus on base for the entire major league baseball is right around the same as his 707 i think was his slugging percentage last week 701 is the average uh, ops so judge's ops in the 1200s is pretty absurd in the month of september and he's just He's also carrying that team because for the longest time, Stanton was out, Rizzo was out, LeMahieu's still out, Donaldson was not very good, Torres had the worst August, I think, of his life. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of those guys have just not been contributing. And, and at one point, Eric their Hicks lineup is gone. With, yeah, Hicks is terrible. Their, their lineup literally looked like a spring training lineup at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: impressive what uh, Judge has been doing. Um, definitely historical. And like you said, probably one of the most pure guys. Now, if it comes out, he did—he pop for something. And yeah, the number 73 at that point For yeah. sure, not 61 And then I guess
1: you would just look at Schwarber and Alonzo as the home yeah. run kings at that point I, I guess the Yankee record Is still prestigious considering all the Players that have come through there You know, even with the steroid guys like Giambi and Arod, None of those guys touched Maris And Ruth only ever hit 60 Maris hit 61 Now, could you imagine if Remember a couple of months ago when we were still Doing the silhouettes and baseball was still the uh, the <laughs> Halloween superstore? Yeah Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they really did cancel games and the the season was shortened to 148 or something like that? And Jeff was at 60 and he couldn't break the record because the season wasn't long enough? That would have just absolutely been terrible. The black eye on the sport for sure. Because then you would just look at yeah. what if, the what if. The what if would have been huge. It would have been, well, he could have hit at 66. Yeah. Which I think we just are now approaching 150 games. I think most teams have about 12 games remaining. I think uh, which it's- I think it's still
0: trout as the, the pure baseball guy. Judge is doing absurd numbers and yeah. he has been but trout's doing this basically on half a season yeah, yeah.
1: It, 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 the, the trout it's thing is nuts we could do a, we could do a whole episode on this type of thing but trout who at this point in his career is basically saying you know what? I'm just gonna get hurt at some point and I'm gonna put up 162 games worth of statistics in 135 games and he's he's got 40 home runs almost. yeah and he's absurd. It's a shame that um, he's an angel. It, yeah, oh, it's a shame a that he's never. Yeah, it, it is a shame that he'll never play in a big game. And hey, you know, Tony, you're likely not going to be teammates after next year because they have the two most unique players in baseball, maybe outside of Judge, because Judge this year has been so outstanding, and they just can't win. It makes no sense to me.
0: Did you? And we'll probably shortly move on because it's a stacked episode. But did you catch Harold Reynolds, your boy? Don't like him. Did you catch what he said? What he basically kind of broke news like His terms of news um, where, So
1: I, I don't know if I heard this But I have something to, to piggyback with In a second
0: About the spring training This past spring training Where the Yankees basically dealt Aaron Judge to the Angels It was a done deal At spring training And then something happened Where obviously it didn't fizzle really? But he says According to him It was a done deal Like he was going to Los Angeles he wouldn't say i'm sure you can google it it was like on the on the telecast and they were like are you just breaking news now all of a sudden he's like i'm just saying from what i my sources from what i know aaron judge was basically an angel at spring training they were dealing him he was done it's a done deal and then something happened and i don't know how true that is maybe he's just you know
1: talking out of his wazoo uh, he's full of expletives They asked him who And he said I don't know who He was going to get traded for Yeah I don't know who traded But man. it was a done deal <sighs> Nah I mean I don't know what they
0: now They just don't have it.
1: Anything to give up Unless they give you Unless they give you a Trout and Otani But they have nothing else To give up uh, so, Yank, so Judge is the big winner In all this He bet on himself Before the season He was offered seven years I think two Like 220 or something Like that Money wise That's cheap Or six years 220 Something like that And he was He didn't get it I, I was actually in New York For opening weekend and I heard on radio these people were bashing him, you know, he should just take it. He's injury prone. And that's what actually prompted me to put money on the win MVP because I was like, the way they're talking about him, he's kinda like in a position where he can't fail or he's gonna look like an idiot. Yeah. And lo and behold, my cash out for my judgment is almost the same as it is for the entire winning. So <clears throat> I already yeah. cashed out the one earlier this year. And <laughs> I put more money on him later, but he's he's minus like fifteen thousand a win MVP now. So I yeah. think it's kind of a done deal. It's almost like a foregone conclusion that it's his. I'm so upset Good that I,
0: I put the Kyle Schwarber home run thinking it was the National League, and it ended up being the Major League. So ah. I would technically would be winning, but because Judge is having an absurd year, yeah, I'm failing that miserably, and I can't cash out. That it takes
1: me takes me to my futures. I got a bunch of futures that might hit this week. Um, I have Otani under 38 and a half. He's at 34 right now. The Yankees win total and the Dodgers win total, I believe, have already hit. And the Padres, if they continue to sputter, they will. They'll hit their under. So we'll touch on that in a later episode. And then we'll we'll recap our uh, our preseason predictions relative to what we uh, what we know is going to happen and what we don't know is going to happen. But we'll switch gears. We'll go a couple states down. Phillies and Blue Jays. Um, game one. Uh, a wonderful. Game. 18, Eleven. Uh, <laughs> at one point oh, FanDuel had the over under at 23 and a half and yikes lo and behold it wound up at 29 I don't know if I've ever seen a baseball game this absurd they made it it was like 6-0 they made it 7-5 at one point yeah, and then was, the, the Jays just pulled away it was weird they like kind of put up a fight and then they
0: didn't it, yeah it was absurd it was you were like alright it's a blowout and then
1: a rally then the yeah, Bulls were like what no runs. that ain't happening yeah. And the first night, yeah, like, no, no coming say, back. Was back yeah, we coming back. We can play baseball, too. Okay. And then the next night, they can, and neither team could score. <laughs> it was what, 3 nothing in the eighth, and then it was 3-3 three three in the eighth. Oh, okay, I guess we'll score, too. Uh, so that first night was pretty bad. I, I didn't see a lot of it because I was working open to close on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I caught a little bit of it on radio, so I caught a little bit of like the, the pseudo comeback they had after. But I saw the, the Wednesday game, and I believe you did, too. A little bit of it. Yeah, the, the Wednesday game was fun. Uh, we were uh, literally like inches away from the Blue Jays sideline reporter. So if anybody here is from Canada, go watch the replay of the game and you'll see us after the first inning. Um, Hazel May is the uh, the sideline reporter of the Jays. And we were in the front row behind her. And as soon as I realized I was on camera, I tried to take a picture. They started, They showed like stock footage. So <laughs> you must have known that some jack-off in the first row was going to to try to get them and
0: clarification when you say we it's not me and you it's uh you and your girlfriend it was her birthday yes. yep so it was a good lovely birthday and what a game to go to for sure
1: yeah it was great she got a baseball too yes she did yes, halfway she did. through the game she's like fuck that little kid got a baseball i want one too and <laughs> she started pestering the uh, security guard pointing at her baseball ribbon or her uh, birthday ribbon wow, wow. what a game this was um they had lost, what, seven in a row, five in a row, something like that?
0: It was something and where the, uh, it prompted my next segment of playoff playoff hopes yeah. dwindling. The Brewers won that uh, that same day against the Mets. It's just like one thing after another. You're thinking, like, here come the Phillies. They did this wonderful run after the firing of Girardi, and now here they are tanking away. Not on purpose, but just absolutely just taking it. Absolute yeah, crap all over
1: us couldn't help themselves. So they win this game Matt Veerling five for five. Excuse with, uh, me sir.
0: <clears throat> it's Matthew Gregory Vierling who went
1: five for five that day with the game winning RBI continue MGV. So Matt Veerling <laughs> goes five for five. He had a bunt single and a couple of sputters up the middle. Then he had a little single up the middle to win the game. Uh, JT Robuto hit a solo home run in the eighth. So the, the um, all three of the Jays runs came on a three-run home run by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the uh, the top of the eighth mm-hmm. inning. Absolutely pissed on that ball. Like, crushed it. The sound that bat made, I've never been that close to hear the bat hit the ball like that. Yeah. That was the, that was the most unique sound I've ever heard. And it sounded like, just like, like a fat guy falling from 500 <laughs> stories and hitting water belly first. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> uh, so
0: if you were texting you all already knew that this ball was crushed, which is a matter of where it's going to land. This ball
1: was smoked off the bat. I, I, as soon as that swing, I was like, "Oh no!" Now I didn't
0: see the home run, but did you get a? Did it land first row or upper deck or where did it land? I didn't even see it. Uh, I'd
1: say like ten rows deep in the first level. Whew. So it was a pretty good shot. Um, and then so JT Romuto led off the bottom of the inning with a home run <laughs> naturally, and then they kind of put together a rally. Um, I think it was Dalton Guthrie had an RBI single down the right field. Line. Yeah. He's been pretty good, by the way, since he came up from Triple A. And then uh Schwarber had a single to right that um that put him at that tied it. Uh Bryce Harper was pretty rough. 0 for five, a couple punch outs, and then uh Wheeler looked pretty good. I don't know if you saw him throw, but he looked pretty good, Wheeler, until the uh, fifth in inning the very, hit or fourth inning hit. In the very beginning, yeah. yeah. In the fourth inning, we were in line for the dollar dogs, and mm-hmm. um, he, he every pitch he threw felt like it was in the left-handed batter's box. Like he was spiking all of his fastballs. It was weird. Uh, he He's was at a pitch of, of like sixty-five. But yeah, he looked. He, you know, it was encouraging though. He looked pretty good. Yeah. And to shut down the Jays, the Jays are a good hitting team. For sure. Well, after the night before of just yeah hit eighteen off you. Yeah, you got Springer, you got Guerrero, you got Tapia, you Teoscar Hernandez. Kirk. There's a lot of uh, yeah is very good. Um, I think it's the only time this season that both teams that faced each other had a, um, a catcher in the four spot. That would have been on the the, the Tuesday game because I think uh, no, they did the same thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Springer is really good. Th- th- there was a lot of good defense being played too, which was exciting. When you're that close, you don't realize how fast the game truly is. Yeah, even like having played it growing up, like the game is just a, a different speed when you're watching Major League Baseball. It's very cool. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez again. Yikes! This is now twice in a week. He got blown out in uh, in Atlanta. He blew that that Friday game. Yeah, <clears throat> and then this game. So I mean, is this a, is this concerning for you?
0: Uh, very much. Especially he came back from an injury not too long ago. Yeah, or maybe it's been like what less than a month now.
1: Or less, he looked pretty good when he first got back though, which was a good yeah. thing. But now he looks a little lost, and it seems like when he doesn't have his stuff. Like it's it's almost, he can't locate like because his, his his game is fastball breaking ball and the fastball is almost never located anyway. He just ninety nine and then nobody can touch it. Yeah, confidence. I think bro. when he when he gave up the shot to Acuna in, um, in Atlanta last week. Yeah. The second that ball landed, he lost all confidence because of the next he, he was pitching scared after that. What did
0: we do to solve this then? I mean, Canelo's out. Yeah, and. and we, we were kind of saying dominguez is kind of your closer at this point when Canadian yeah. was there and now yeah, he's D- just giving up basically bombs left and right now
1: yeah between dominguez and robertson you'd hope that one of them could be the uh you know the guy in the ninth inning it seems like they're trusting robertson more uh last night when they beat atlanta it was, was um they went with i think jose alvarado closed it out he got four outs in, yeah. at the end of the game he looked incredible. So Alvarado's another one. So it's interesting. I was talking He's to my friends about hit this. Or mess, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably break it down next week, the playoff roster potentially. I was talking to a couple of my friends about it yesterday. They have like 15 pitchers they could realistically take. Alvarado, when he went down to AAA a couple of months ago and then he came back up, he was a completely different pitcher. He went to AAA and they basically told him just throw cutters. Just only throw your cutter. <laughs> yeah, and right. all he does now is there's sinker cutter and they're both like 101 <laughs> and they both have late life and it's ridiculous. Uh, but Veerling again last night had the only RBI (laughs) sack flying with the fifth inning and uh, Suarez this is the third time now that Ranger Suarez has shut down a really good lineup we were at the game against uh, Max Scherzer Suarez went seven innings of Mm -hmm. like three hit ball last Friday he pitched really well against the Braves and then uh, last night pitched really well against the Braves so that's very encouraging as we head to the playoffs that he's kind of picking it up at the right time and he's beating good teams he's not just doing this against like the O I don't know the athletics and the, the Diamondbacks He's doing this against you know the Braves and the Mets It's Good things that are happening Finally they're
0: turning it around Hopefully they continue this momentum because This is a four game stretch with the Braves coming up We yeah. got game one but As I know in the next segment And when I know we're jumping to it soon but The next uh, several games for the Phillies Are do or die because the brewers are right
1: there as well so they um so friday night they have nola versus odorizzi jake odorizzi pitched very well against them last time had a no hitter through four innings uh they beat freed last night which is exciting uh sunday they i'm sorry saturday bailey falter who's pitched very well lately Mm -hmm. takes on kyle Wright, and then uh sunday kyle gibson against charlie morton yikes so that'll be interesting uh, you wanted to break down kind of what their chances look like as we approach the uh, the playoffs. They have clinched a 500 record, or above 500 records. They have their 82nd win of the season. They're, uh, so this is now two years in a row with a, a record over 500. I will be at the parade. Um, <laughs> but they're still third in the division, which is weird because they're the fifth-best team in the NL. And yeah. the three of the five best teams in the National League are all in the NL East. But... What do you think their other playoff chances look like as we kind of approach the final stretch? By the way, when you asked me earlier how I was doing, I meant to tell you this is my favorite time of the year. Football is coming back. Baseball, every time I come home, there's a there's a meaningful game on TV. Basketball will be back in a month, and hockey will be back in a month. This is the best time of the year. <clears throat> and college football.
0: College football is picking up.
1: And the MLS playoffs are starting soon.
0: But that's neither here or there. Well, the Union are number one seed, right? Yes. Did they clinch that, or are they still i think they have like uh saturday this saturday come up i think it's the last game of this regular right. season so they're gonna win it all we gotta hit a game hey i try looking for the tickets nothing for the playoffs yet uh. i'm looking i'm looking but uh, they only have standing room for the saturday like 35 bucks i'm like ah, not too bad but that works i can't can't get off um yeah their chances mm th- well for full disclosure, I wrote this rundown prior to the Blue Jays series. And then I was finishing it up after the 18-11 absolute collapse there. So I'm thinking, all right, losers of eight straight looks like they're probably going to get swept at home against the Blue Jays. And then here come the Braves, about to just beat the piss out of them, three out of four. But they ended up splitting with the Blue Jays, and they beat the Braves one nothing in game one. Out of four so far. So for the next remaining seven, the next remaining games, you have four with the Braves, three at the Cubs, four at the Nationals, and then you end the season three at Houston, which is will be fine because it looks like Houston will rest most of their players heading to the playoffs. So that's what we're yeah,
1: banking on. It seems on. like they may not have anything to play for there because they'll probably have home field too, Now that the Yankees have kind of fallen off. Yeah. Um. As it stands right now,
0: they're third in the wildcard, two and a half ahead of the Brewers, and nine and a half up on the Giants, who are still mathematically in it. As of yesterday, Rob, the Diamondbacks were in it, but because of their loss, they are now mathematically out of it and eliminated officially from wildcard contention. So, All right, RIP in peace. It's a three-team race for the third spot. Phillies have it, Brewers, then Giants. Giants are a little bit further
1: behind, though. Yeah. They need like a miracle to catch up. But That's mathematically... What... They're they had, still in it. They, they were definitely doing steroids last year. They had career years from a bunch of guys that were like 30 and older, and now this year they all suck again. It makes no sense. Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford had 30 home runs last year. Wilmer That's Flores. That's it's like absurd. It's like your Diamond Dynasty starter team, and that will be the show. It's all a bunch of like <laughs> 75 overall.
0: Um, but I only mentioned the Giants because, A, they're mathematically in it, but, B, they're winners of four straight. Those are the, t- that, if if any other team in the world, that is the team that always usually gets hot around this time of the season There's always without one. fail.
1: There's always one at the end that just gets red hot. And maybe it's them. Yeah.
0: Because here, here's Meanwhile, the next
1: remaining games. Like I mentioned yeah. already for the Phillies, out of those,
0: what, seven, 14 games remaining for the Phillies, or 13 at this point, six of them are, are versus winning records. And most of it's for the Braves and then the Houston Astros. But, those three games with Houston could be well rested. We might not face a Verlander, Altuve in the lineup. X Y Z. Now for the Brewers, what is this? Uh oh, Rob has his official cash out from last night's game. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, for the Brewers, their remaining games are four at Cincinnati, yeah, two at which, home I mean, against it, the Cardinals. It, which is
1: I know the be- Reds aren't great. Uh, yeah,
0: the Reds aren't great, but I know, they play all. But
1: it's still a, it's a divisional game. And that's a, yes. a divisional series, and that's always, hard. That's and always every, hard. Every team has their own Marlins, and I think the Reds could be the Marlins this year for them. For sure. And then the,
0: the one that I'm looking forward to is the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Cardinals just, just beat the piss out of them a few weeks ago, but I think that that game, that series could mean something.
0: Yeah. And then you have four at home. Ag- against the Marlins and then you end three at home against the D-backs who just got eliminated but who are also looking to play hard and all these teams are trying to finish strong to end the season their
1: playoff hopes are gone but they don't want to go out on an L so you state. could argue that both teams have a pretty easy schedule outside of the Phillies taking on the Braves I don't know if it, at, um, if Houston's going to completely rest their guys against the Phillies because you still yeah. might want to use like Ferlander for three four innings and then the color, same thing, and then, then yeah. maybe get out. Maybe they'll rest one regular each game. Like maybe one day you won't see Bregman, but I still think that's, that the Phillies have a harder schedule than the Brewers, you could argue. For sure.
0: Now, I pose this question. With basically two weeks left in the season, how many games do you need the Phillies to win in each series, more or less, for a guaranteed playoff berth
1: in the wild card? So, I, that's a good so I, they need to win at least two against the Braves. A three would be ideal, especially after they stole one last night. Yeah. They got to sweep the Cubs. I don't care. The, sweep, the Cubs suck. And if you if you let them beat you the same, they swept the Phillies here after the All-Star break. Yes. I had the misfortune of being at the Garrett Stubbs <laughs> pitching game. Uh, they they basically have to sweep the Nats. If they take three, that's fine. But Because Houston is probably going to still be competitive. Mm-hmm. I looked at it more of the Phillies have to get to 90 wins. So they need to finish eight and five essentially in the last 15. You know, it, it, if they get to 90 and 72, I think that'll get them into the third wild card because the Brewers, I don't think it's really realistic that they can get to 90 wins. And it, it, Well, they have to get to 91 wins if the Phillies get to 90 wins because the Phillies have a tiebreaker against Milwaukee. That's the good thing about the season right now for the Phillies. They have the tiebreaker against uh, St. Louis. They have a tiebreaker against San Diego and they have the tiebreaker against Milwaukee. So if they wind up the same number of wins as any of those teams, they actually will jump over them in the standings.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they half a game or one and a half games behind the
1: Padres for the second I th- spot? Yeah, they're, they're within striking distance. I know it's probably oh, unrealistic it at this actually point. Actually, I haven't.
0: Yeah, there's, they're only half a game up on yeah, they're, the Phillies.
1: They're, they're, they're tied in the loss column. They're a game back in the win column. So Half a game. That means uh, San Diego will get a day off at some point in the next week or so when the Phillies will be playing. So they'll have a chance to make that up. I look sometimes at the loss column because you can't make up losses, but you can make up wins. Yeah. They're a game back of them in column, which is a half game. So if they, if they win, let's say tonight, and say it's rained out somehow, Phillies will be in the second wild card spot, which is terrifying because then they'll have to play Atlanta. but. I, at this point, we almost need Atlanta to jump the uh, the Mets, but they're the only a Phillies, game and a half apart. The Phillies got to beat the the Braves this weekend, so the, they're kind of screwing themselves. Ah, uh,
0: that's the thing, though. They're only half a game out. That's crazy. The Atlanta Braves, that team always gets hot. They always hit well. They always pitch great. And the Mets, they were singing praises back in what June. Thinking they were just gonna run away with the division. Here come the Braves, slowly but surely chipping away. Unreal. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Ideally, you would like the three out of four yeah. versus the Braves, but a split would be the worst case scenario. I mean, best case scenario.
1: Yeah, at this point, I mean, at this point, I mean, look at the pitching matchups. I think Nola versus Rizzi favors the Phillies, especially in in CVP. However, it is September and Nola does sometimes fade because of his. He, he's got a lot of wear and tear on him. Falter has been good. Kyle Wright pitches well against the Phillies. So that'll be kind of watching I think Gibson Morton is going to be a tough one. That's just two old guys to throw sinkers. So I guess we'll see who wins but the battle. But Gibson has nutrition. been awful of lead. He's been up and down lately. I think he's going to be. There's a chance he gets left off the postseason roster. We'll, think? we'll get to that next week. Yeah, I think the All way right. Eflin's pitching, the way Falter's pitching, it, it's possible. We saw an Eflin sighting last night. Yeah, my dad is back. <laughs>
0: um, and then you have to. There's, I can't stand a two out of three or one out of three versus the Cubs. You have to sweep them. You got to sweep them,
1: yeah. It's hard to
0: put Especially after you got expectation swept, on them. You got to sweep them. Yeah. And I for nope. an And then the Nationals, I think that's a trap series. You need to get three out of four out of that one. Uh, You're going to drop one at least. I would argue you got to win all four. It's the Nats. They stink. Of course, but. The divisional game, I mean, Schwarber eats them alive. So hopefully, maybe that's
1: when Harper yeah. wakes up as well. <laughs> yeah, because you are be back in. Uh, they also worth noting. They finished with, um, with was it a, uh, ten straight games on the road here, and yeah. then so they would they would actually play a, a potentially thirteen consecutive road games. Actually, fifteen consecutive road games because if they if they play the ten here, then they go possibly three in the first round and the wild card round. And then if they if they happen to win that round in three, they would play the first two games on the road in the division series. Phillies fans won't see their team in the ballpark after this weekend, possibly till next April. If not, maybe the middle of October. That's how long it's going to be. That's just heartbreaking. So yeah.
0: So I mean, we should. Uh, So you're saying we should go to the final Atlanta series?
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Phillies do catch a small break. Mackenzie Gore, who was the centerpiece of the. uh, Pitching wise, the centerpiece of the Soto deal is in the Washington Nationals organization, but he's hurt right now. Uh, hasn't pitched mm. since July, so they won't see him. but Josiah Gray technically is number one for the Nats right now, so even if they see him, they should hit him. I mean, it's the Phillies and the Nats. It's the little brother. If, if if they let the Nats spoil things, then I'll be very upset. I
0: mean, hey, we've seen we've seen a lot of things. Padres are also not out of it. They're only half a game up, so they can also falter. And you can see the Brewers and the Phillies in and, and the Padres are the yeah. odd man looking out But uh, alright Let's go back across the street To yes. the link
1: uh, Let's wait in traffic for an hour and a half first Was it? I thought it was more like two hours It, was, uh, it felt like it. So An eternity We were in attendance on this Monday uh, First ever home opener that I've ever attended First one you guys have ever attended First uh, First is the link period the floor yeah first visit to, like it's my third time being there, but it's my first time as an adult. I went to the first preseason game I think they played Green Bay like when the link opened and then I went to uh I went to a Falcons game in 2010 and John Jackson got blown up. I asked you in the middle of the game who do you think the starting quarterback was for that game It was Kevin Cobb. So <laughs> that's how long it's been. My God yeah. so, to the name I'm like oh so our, our okay. first trip as a as a group to the link. Uh, what is your assessment of the stadium? I did not really get a chance to walk around the way we did with like Yankee Stadium and a uh, city field and even the bank But uh, what's your assessment of the stadium? Once you're once you're in it. It's a huge wall. <laughs> it's a huge stadium It, didn't feel it, it like looks it. a lot different from the inside than it does from the outside Yeah, but it feels so small on the inside in the uh, like the concessionary like when you're walking to the restaurant oh, or, suffocating. Or getting in line It's awful. It's like the spectrum I think you said
0: it best while we were in line. I think they didn't think this one through when they made uh the concept of the layout here.
1: Yeah, did they think that there was actually gonna be seventy five thousand people in the park at any given time, or do they think that they were just <laughs> gonna get away with having like I don't know, the wiggles or something where they would only sell the bottom bowl? Um, other
0: than that, I mean we didn't get a chance to see around. I mean the bathrooms pretty big. Like they're not clean pretty. clean, but there was a diaper in the stall when I was taking a piss, <laughs> so well the stall that I had Apparently I didn't have a lock, so I went through the lock and broke nice. it. And when I walked out, I'm like, there "Oh, you there's go. the lock." Of course. Should have kept it. Should have taken it home with you. Cause I basically pissed with one foot <laughs> on the floor, the other one holding the door back. I didn't want old no drunk nice. guy walking in, so it was one of those. So if someone literally pushed the door. I would have teetered in front of the toilet. You're
1: Falling in. <laughs> Not, a you <laughs> Not a good luck. Never saw you
0: again. Not a good luck. But uh, other than that, I mean, uh, beautiful ballpark, beautiful stadium. Yeah, it's pretty nice on the inside. Um, a little steep going up but better than baseball in terms of the higher you are you can kind of see in every seat you can see the field
1: clearly Yeah, it felt like um, at some of the other stadiums we've been to so we've only been to what three together and uh, just three in general Um, when you go to a baseball park the seats in the row in front of you are are a little bit higher up to you like the elevation from row to row is not as much but the link it feels like the elevation from row to row is a little bit higher so if you're in row we were in row 22 I think or 28 row 27 was like a full like you could even when they stood up if you stood up too you could see things And if you were sitting down you could see everything so it they did a good job with that as compared to like yankee stadium or city or even citizens bank where um when you when you're in your seat like if if the person ahead of you was just like very tall you run the risk of not being able to see the pitch or yeah. see everything we were also much higher so the field was farther away so i guess it's we weren't as on top of it whereas in baseball you're kind of on top of the field so sometimes you can't see the batter but it, I, I thought it was good we had a good view oh yeah for sure we were on like the goal line on the um, the 200 level yeah
0: looking towards the Eagles uh, sideline which was pretty good yeah so we did get a chance to see uh, number 5 for the Vikings yeah. and yeah, 10, he, he was in front the field. of us the
1: entire time basically <laughs> what a bum
0: but yeah man the Eagles 24-7 to 7, yes I know I got a lot of slack from uh your Girlfriend, when you basically outed me, and I was like, Dude, of all times, you're not saying it now. Yeah, don't say it on that Monday night. Drunk Philly fans around me to say that I picked the Vikings to win. I May tried or not to piss on the ground. <laughs> I, well, I probably would have been pissed on at yeah. that point. i I picked it for the, show, the for the show, the sake of the show. I didn't want us to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what my mindset. There you go. I did put her frown face on the Excel sheet to there let you know. One. I I didn't want to do it but I had to do it you have to have a long view of these Jeez. Oh, the hell of uh, they they found out that I was I picked the Vikings as well not a good day um, but yeah the Eagles defeated the Vikings 24 to 7 um, you should
1: be happy you picked the underdog yeah right hey
0: Hurts and Slay basically just destroyed this team yeah it was the Jalen Hurts show in the first half the Darius Slay show in the second half <laughs> for real um, Hertz finished the game with twenty, uh, twenty six out of thirty one, three hundred and thirty three yards, a touchdown, and a pick. He had eleven carries, Rob, uh, so, Seven <laughs> yards, and two touchdowns. If you I had that,
1: you're rolling in the bank. I know this is about as cherry picked stat as you can possibly get, but he mm-hmm. he's I think the first quarterback in NFL history to have three hundred thirty passing yards. Um, an 80% or higher completion percentage and two rushing touchdowns all in one game. Now, I know that's very specific, but um, that's what <laughs> they do nowadays. They have a oh, stat yeah, for that, sure. They can make Thaddeus Young look like a Hall of Famer. You forgot to add, in the last year. <laughs> yeah, on <and laughs> a Monday night in 75-degree weather. <laughs> on the East Coast. Like, exactly. against the it. team would be three years prior
0: in the NFC title game. Well, it um, must be nice being a stat guy for ESPN. You just got to like... All right,
1: how can I make this very? He just unique. makes shit up. Nobody's fact checking this stuff. <laughs> um, Seriously, is anybody gonna go back and like, oh, well, uh, who else could have? All right, Michael Vick. Oh, I guess he didn't. Uh, Lamar Jack. They're, they're gonna find when you go. Oh, this guy's an idiot. And you go. Oh, well, who cares? You're a weirdo you went and looked it up.
0: Um, for the rest of the starters, uh, Miles Sanders had a pretty good game. 17 carries, 80 yards. Uh, Goddard, for what it's worth, he established himself as his first, you know, full year as now the starting tight end. Did pretty well. Made some. Great catches. He dropped one, but it was in triple coverage, I felt like. I don't know if you remember that pass. It was out to the outside, towards the Eagles sideline. It was... uh, I don't like to see it, because I think it was either... Watkins or smith was open on the opposite field yeah he yeah. decides to throw it to goddard in triple coverage towards the sideline like
1: ah. yeah. well, well the goddard throw is actually not bad it, he, I mean, yeah it was it's a, just thing is he, he the put contact. it in the only spot yeah he put it in the only spot goddard could come down with it there was one play in the first half where he threw to the sideline uh, almost like the inverse he was throwing to Watkins, i think or smith uh-huh. and goddard was wide ass open in the middle of the field and everybody <laughs> on our section noticed it too so yeah um and then, there were a couple penalties. So the, the, the fluency of the game, in my opinion, was a little off. Um, there were a couple illegal man downfield penalties. So it sounds like Hurts just held onto the ball a little bit too long in an RPO. Yeah. And then decided to throw it. Or one of the offensive linemen got a little overzealous. But it was my lot twice. And then I think, might have been Kelsey Johnson. on the other one. Yeah, well, it maybe Johnson. Yeah. But there were three illegal downfield penalties. I think there were two in the second quarter. So, I mean, they, they got to clean that up for sure. Oh, they did afterwards. But like that one drive, it felt like. Every positive,
0: we just came back because of the flag. Um, If anybody needed a get-right game, I mean, you called it after our breakdown of Week 1. Devontae Smith, zero catches, I think two or four targets in Detroit. And you said it. Watch him, they'll just feed him the ball. That's how it works. Next week, they'll feed him the ball. And he was fed the ball. He was targeted, I believe, seven times. He caught seven of them. So seven for seven, 80 yards. Uh, Brown had five receptions, 69 yards walk into the big 53 yarder and that was another thing you can where we were sit, seated at you can see everything play out in full ahead of time like it was yeah you could see the monumental because we all 22 basically literally basically because once you saw a walk to break free oh we all stood up in silence and we yeah. were like please
1: just make the throw and make please, the, catch. For the love of god don't check it down yeah
0: <laughs> and once he did it was just like oh
1: Money. He it was, was awesome. so open that I thought there was going to be a penalty. forgot that but he was so wide open. I was like, "There's going to be a penalty for him pushing off or something." Well,
0: that's how or, it felt like through, for the rest of the game. And anytime there was like anything positive, I was like, "Just hold your breath, wait three seconds, and we're good." That's basically how laundry
1: on the field. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then uh, the last playmaker for the Eagles is Darius Slay. Two picks.
1: Great game from him. He kept Justin Jefferson to a very modest performance. I think he had one catch when guarded by Slay in man coverage. Uh, Cousins didn't do him any favors because the, the one pick was severely underthrown and Slade basically ran the route for him. And then the second pick was an excellent play by Slay, but Kirk, Cousins did not put it in a place where Jefferson could catch it. So yeah. there was a little bit of a Kirk issue as opposed to a full-on Slay just takeover, but they did a great job on defense and secondary. Bradbury looked very good. I think Bradbury has allowed like a six passer rating in the NFL this year. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and he's second in the NFL, and slays fifth in passer rating allowed. So, and Maddox had a very nice pick too. In the uh, was that in the end zone? Oh no, that was just outside of the just end zone. outside. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if, if, if you know, if your aunt had a wiener, she'd be your uncle. But if the um, if the Vikings do not, you know, piss the ball away, and they just take some field goals, it's a closer game. Honestly. Considering the Eagles didn't score after halftime, neither did the Vikings, though. But um, like, can we give some love to the punter, Aaron Seipos? for his yes. tackle on the blocked field goal. Yes. So Elliott lines up for a field goal to make a it 27-10. It gets blocked. Elliott tries to make the tackle. No no bueno. Fell full out of his face. <laughs> Aaron Seaposs goes after this guy and gets him. So he saved a touchdown there. And that was the drive that I think Kirk threw the interception in the end zone to slay. So, yep. you know, this is uh, the little things that, you know, propel your team to victory. That's one of them.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, also it helped to have Bradley Cooper, Questlove, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, and uh, Philadelphia's new favorite uh, star James Harden in attendance.
1: And also, Bryson Stott was in attendance. He was. Yes, he was. There was a "Let's Go Phillies" chant. He posted it on his uh, his Instagram story. Oh shit! And tra- Travis Kelsey, double fisted and Mick Ultras in the uh, what in the press box with his brother's jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> He, so, Travis I knew he Kelsey was there. Said but on, I didn't know yeah. he was on the screen or anything like that. So, the, the Kelsey awesome. brothers have a podcast now. I think it's called New Heights because they're from Cleveland Heights. Uh. Um, Travis said that he almost got into the uh, the skull chant that the Eagles were doing. But he said, <laughs> you know, I, I have friends on the Vikings. They probably wouldn't like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he was in the stands with his family. He was wearing a Kel- uh, Jason Kelsey jersey. I love the, the dynamic those two have. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might be our new favorite adopted son in Philly. Oh Did yeah, Travis, the Travis he was at the, the Super Bowl. Then Jason uh, reciprocated when the when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. He was in the in the crowd with his brother's jersey on. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Dalvin Cook was basically a non-factor in this game.
1: do so you have, six carries, if that.
0: Yeah, Cook was chapped. Cook
1: was a non-factor. Thielen was a non-factor in the first half. <clears <clears <throat> Kirk Cousins obviously was a non-factor.
0: <laughs> as you said, Double J was held to basically nothing thanks to Slay and others.
1: Yeah, Jalen Rager, Rager Irv Smith, Jalen I mean, Rager had one catch for seven yards, and he also had a carry. So Jalen Rager on one carry had as many yards as Dalvin Cook did on six. Kirk Cousins was the Vikings' leading rusher with two carries of tw- uh, for 20 yards. He did fumble, though. Yeah, um, Thielen had four catches all in the second half. Herb Smith, I would argue, was probably their best you know playmaker. He made a couple of nice catches. He survived a really brutal hit. I forget who hit him. Might have been Epps. He caught the ball and just, like, basically truck stick the guy. Awesome. Um, but he had a pretty good game. He had the only touchdown for the Vikings. But it, in general, it really didn't feel like they had the ball all that often. So the Eagles, the Eagles just kind of controlled the ball. Um, the three of the four guys that got carries for the Eagles, uh, Sanders, Hurts, and Scott, all averaged at least 4.7 yards per carry. Gainwell had two carries for seven yards, but he doesn't really count. Uh, Goddard, 82 yards. Smith, 80. Brown and Watkins each with 69 even Zach Pascal got on the action two catches 14 uh, Boston Scott made his presence zone one catch for two yards yay what a great game from him <laughs> just in general I think it was honestly just kind of domination and a little bit of the right place right time because every time the Vikings got to the um, to the cusp of scoring range the Eagles just made the plays
0: not for sure um, any takeaways before uh we do our spark notes
1: week two review. Any takeaways? The, the only thing I will say is the penalties are concerning. Yeah. And week one, they still allow the Lions back into the game, albeit the Lions beat the, comment, the commies this week. But I think there's still things you got to clean up. I, I'm excited about Jalen Hurts, as a lot of people should be, but I'm going to pump the brakes just a little bit on saying, you know, he's the next big thing. Let's see him sustain this because how many times we've seen a guy early in the season go off and then mid-season you're like oh okay cool Kyler uh, murray for right example right. last yeah, year i forgot he's just like portals yeah exactly Kyler murray last year they go eight no and then they finish um and he gets so smoked in I, the playoff first divisional game in Landover this upcoming week against the commies i think that's it's going to be fun we'll get yeah. to that when we do our picks later but so how do you want to do the sparkness you want to do almost like four minute scramble style or uh Yeah. Or just kind of
0: not? blow through these? Just blow right through it because we got week three previews, which is more interesting, I think, because more favorable matchups here and there. But uh, I'll kick it off Thursday night last week, the debut, obviously, of uh, Kirk and Al Michaels. Chiefs defeated the Chargers 27-24. Herbert, man, just picked up where he left off. Sensational seeing him. Back to each The Chiefs. And then uh, he threw a red zone interception that kind of just changed the
1: course yeah, of the game. Was, I believe that was Jalen Watkins that took it. Or Jalen Watson, I'm sorry, not not Watson. former Eagle Jalen Watkins. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Watson that took it to the house. And then he eventually
0: got injured during the last series, in the fourth quarter, took a sack, and possibly, if not, broke his so ribs. He
1: might be he might be dead now, considering the, uh, the doctors punctured uh, Tyrod Taylor's lung two years ago uh, with the <laughs> Chargers. So I hope they change the training staff.
0: Uh, I think they did. Um, I'm I'll bet good money that they did that. They don't want another lawsuit. And Justin Herbert is the future of that team and this league. But uh, yeah, Chiefs defeated Chargers twenty-seven twenty-four. They go up two-zero. Chargers by five
1: hundred one and uh, one. Jets a wild wow. finish in, <laughs> in the middle What well, they scored three touchdowns in the last ten minutes of the game? Yeah. Joseph Flacco, is he elite? You got to say, he's top four
0: <laughs> heading into Joe, week three. Joe Flacco's
1: tied for second with the uh, second most wins in the NFL this year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At one, <laughs> one point, so we were going to talk about it on the pod, but I, I think I spoiled it in the car when we were driving to the game one day. Yes. The top three passing leaders in the NFL this year are Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Flacco, and Carson Wentz, which is, <laughs> hey, if, you, if you had that on your bingo card, you should go play the lottery.
0: Right. And the fourth guy on that list who, should, who would be, you would think would be on that list yeah was Justin herbert yeah, hey, herbert's not kind of the list yeah <laughs> what the hell that top three here comes herbert like hey how about herbert. me buddy but yeah uh, the jets defeated the browns 31 30 uh lions favored heading into this match you called it last week
1: first time in 27 games i
0: believe yeah they're favored all the way up to kickoff still favored <laughs> And guess what Uh, That's right That's right I forgot (laughs) this
1: happened (laughs) They won It flipped It flipped the last minute The commies were favored at the end And then the same thing happened with uh, There was another game uh, The week prior Uh, Green Bay was favored Up until basically kickoff And then the Vikings became favorites If you had the Lions Underdog You're celebrating
0: They didn't beat the commies they took control and handled them throughout this game 36-27 yeah. and for what it's worth Wentz was pretty good but Goff yeah, was just a better quarterback that day
1: yeah the, so the the uh the I keep I keep wanting to call them the communists the commanders um <laughs> the commanders like tried to make a comeback numerous times and the lions just kept scoring after the commies scored so yeah that was a that's a, that's a pretty good win by the lions good win for the lions that um, division's going to be interesting i don't think the lions are going to you know make a run at it necessarily but The fact that the Vikings look pretty good, the Packers look like they've taken a step backwards. The Lions look a little bit better, and the Bears, you know, won a game week one. That could keep things interesting at least till Thanksgiving. And if they can keep it interesting to Thanksgiving, it gives us some good football to watch.
0: I think that division's wide open, personally. Vikings with they'll only go as far as Kirk Cousins will take them. And for the Packers, it's all about Packers. I mean, not Packers. It's all about uh, Aaron Rodgers' trust in his receivers, and they can. Get a good game plan offensively yeah. they can do some damage but we'll see especially with his matchup coming up this week versus the bucks we'll get to that in the next I'm a little segment.
1: surprised that they didn't go after julio jones in the offseason just to get him a veteran Anyway, or
0: obj who's sitting out there but neither here nor there yeah oh, that, the next one divisional I did, matchup I too, uh,
1: obj is like basically taking college visits he was i forget where he visited last week. he was at tampa last week i think it was um, he, he he's visiting probably. he's visiting teams left and right whatever
0: hey He's in a good position He can basically cherry pick where he wants to go Yeah And teams are going to be desperate enough to pick him I mean why not yeah, uh, why The not? Bucks defeated the Saints in New Orleans This game was a kicker fest
1: of 3-3 I believe Congratulations by the way to Tom Brady This is his first victory against the Saints Since signing with Tampa Bay In the regular season Beat him in how, the playoffs How crazy is that
0: You yeah. think oh Tom Brady I'm wash him Here comes famous Jameis Taysom Hill
1: just beating them up, but Mike uh, Evans had uh, Marshawn Lattimore part two. It's like yeah. Kane and Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's the same time in heaven uh, I think Evans was just looking for a reason to go hit Lattimore, and then he he came up with, "Oh yeah, Tom Brady's on my team." Yeah, right. Don't a, That was a weird excuse. It's like you get out of jail free card. And the crazy thing is, Lattimore
0: did nothing flagrant. He just said, "Oh, you're just bitching about wanting a flag because yeah. Brady was complaining to the ref that he wanted a flag." Lattimore, was like, ah, whatever. And all of a sudden, and a little tussle, him. yeah. And then here comes <laughs> Mike Evans. I don't know what his forty forty is, but from the sidelines, to Lattimore, it was probably <laughs> godlike speed because he came in yeah, and he just ran a one two, <laughs> the Almighty Push, dropped them. But uh, the Bucks go up two nothing. Saints fall to five hundred one and one. Yeah.
1: Next game, uh, another division that looks like it'll be kind of a two horse race. I thought the Panthers had a way a chance to make it interesting, and then the um, the Falcons at least look competitive. I in the first week even though they're old it seems two, like Falcon, yeah. Falcons and Panthers are going to be looking at quarterbacks come uh, April yeah right speaking of those Panthers Rob
0: you like are you off the bandwagon because the they just the lost bandwagon <laughs> has fucking exploded I don't know they fall 0-2 and the Giants are now 2-0, they
1: uh, final 2-0 19 and final 19-16 to are,
0: are they officially, officially the off the bandwagon?
1: Team? Uh, uh, yeah I, I, I still am going to root for them because I like Robbie Anderson <laughs> I like DJ Moore and I like Matt Rule but Good are you Lord. posing the question that the
0: G men are the worst two 0 team?
1: Yes. What? Well, Out of the yes. bunch, yeah, Panthers, sure. Panther. If you told me the Panthers were two and the Giants were two, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, you're Panthers should have won the first. They should have won the first game. Losing to the Browns is pathetic. With losing to the Giants is on top of that, equally pathetic. Losing to the Giants. Hey, Giants you're not so- stink, dude. I don't know why <laughs> they're winning these games. You're not sold on them. I am sold on them. They haven't upgraded Joe Judge at uh at uh, what's it called head coach that head coach and i did they did bring in that kafka guy who uh travis kelsey had some good things to say about on his podcast him, so like i guess kafka the, the offense is for me the uh the offense is becoming a little <laughs> bit more um interesting and i think it's not sustainable for them to be as bad as they were last year the, their skill players were so bad last year or injured Gall- Galladay saw two snaps on sunday and then went to right. clean out his locker so maybe there's a little bit of a drama brewing there but markley looks pretty good yeah, Barkley looks like he's healthy now. Finally, yeah,
0: yeah, hundred um, percent. Next matchup: Mac Daddy Jones and the Patriots defeated the Steelers. They are all locked up at one and one, seventeen of fourteen. Are the Steelers who we thought they were, especially after dropping to Cleveland now last night?
1: Are uh, they one and two now? I think the Steelers are going to flirt with just a five hundred record all season. Um, I think they're they're a dark horse to get into the playoffs because I thought their skill guys were pretty good. I like Claypool and I like. Um, I like Fryer Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson's pretty good, and Pickens looks pretty good. Um, and Najee Harris is really good. At and Jalen something or Jalen Warren, I think, is the backup running back. I thought they had the pieces to make it work. It's just uh, it's going to be an uphill battle without a quarterback. And you, uh, the the combination of Trubisky and Pickett will probably be not great. They, they just have to not lose them games because neither of them are going to win the games for them. Do you think the absence of
0: TJ Watt also hurt them versus the Cleveland match and the Patriots game?
1: Yeah, uh, you could argue that. The the Patriots game was weird. Um, I thought they had a a legitimate chance to beat the Pats, and they just kind of squandered the game. The Pats were in control mostly the entire time.
0: All right, uh, last one. This is mean-spirited, but better chance. Do we see Pickett over Trubisky? Or do we see Malik Willis over Tannehill?
1: I think it's Soon. increasingly likely that we see uh, Pickett by. I don't know when the Steelers buy is. That's usually sometimes what these teams will do is they'll they'll wait for the buy and they'll give a guy two weeks to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a mini buy. They get a, a week and a half until their next game. So yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see Willis yet unless Tannehill really gives them a reason um, for the. So for the Steelers, real quick, they got the Jets, then they got Buffalo, then they got Tampa, then they got Miami. I think it's possible you see Pickett uh, actually, uh, oddly enough, here on October 30th, because um, they're probably going to beat the Jets. They'll lose to Buffalo. They'll lose to Tampa. They'll lose to Miami. That's three losses in a row. Trubisky will probably look like crap against those defenses. Maybe they throw Pickett into the fire against the Eagles on the 30th. Um, I, I think Tannehill has been okay. He hasn't lost them in the games, but at some point, they're going to have to hitch their wagon to the young kid Willis. I, don't, I wouldn't be shocked if you don't see Willis this season. But I, I think that they probably should pull the plug if they're not really contending. That division is so wide open, though, that the Titans have a chance to make the playoffs. And I don't know if you can really do that with a rookie quarterback. I mean, the dark horse in that division is the Texans. They Jaguars are pretty, pretty good, good too. And really Texans look good. They have the most like unknown young quarterback that people like. They Travis like Mills. Mills. Yeah, yeah, they like Mills. And, well, I like him too. Yeah, he seems like a good little player. He has a and hold of that offense. Yeah, they, they they like kind of believe in him down there. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder if they're rallying around him. Some is because the uh, the Watson thing blew up in their face, and they're like, "Hey, screw that guy." Kind pretty, of like how much. like when James Conner took over for Le'Veon Bell, and the <laughs> the Steelers were like, "Yeah, you know, fuck Le'Veon Bell. Like this guy's gonna be just as good." Yeah. Um, Mills so has kind of won them some games, so I mean, good for But them. also,
0: they're flirting with that, so are the Colts flirting with that tie looming over. So they could Ugh. get in because of that tie. Who knows? Um, speaking of the Jaguars They defeated the Colts And my goodness Those Colts Boy oh boy oh boy
1: This was yeah. the most Convincing victory Of week two 24 nothing I would say So yeah. sir My god yeah. What is in, Matt Ryan India, I looks I like shit Was it Matt in Matt Ryan Indy? looks terrible It was in Jacksonville Oof, If it was in Jacksonville Ryan, Good lord Matt Ryan looks terrible He looks Every bit of 50 He looks The exact opposite Of what I said He would look like this year <laughs> I said he has a potential To be kind of like A, a Stafford Where you put an old guy In a different Run a new team And he kind of Takes him to a new level Yeah He he doesn't look like He should be starting In the NFL anymore He can't move This Colts organization Andrew Luck Gone
0: You get Brissett Gone You get Phillip Rivers Gone You gone. get Carson Wentz Gone
1: You're bringing Matt Ryan 0-2 He'll probably be a One year thing too I mean they're gonna have to Find another, another Quarterback next year Maybe they go Baker Or Darnold Or somebody like that Next Baker? year or, If Baker or can't do you, nothing In know. Carolina They're just
0: I think, I think next year... Jimmy G is
1: right there. I think the quarterback for Carolina next year will be Matt Corral. And I've been kind of Ooh. far with... My, I thought he should have been the quarterback this year, but he got hurt. So hmm. makes it. I think Corral's the best quarterback on the Panthers. Yeah, Jimmy G would be interesting um, if he can you know, right the ship in San Francisco like he did this week.
0: We'll we'll get to him in in that game in a minute for sure. But yeah, I mean, first win for Dougie P in the Jacksonville era. And they
1: take first Happy place in the division. It's exciting for him. That division's gonna be interesting because the Titans and the Colts don't look very good. And they were the, the Jags the past, look what, two, like they could years? overachieve. That's yeah, true. it has been them for the last it's been them for like the last five.
0: One's the division, one's the top wild card. It's been flip flopping basically every yeah, year. It really has.
1: Yeah, the Titans were the number one seed last year. Man, what a fall from grace. You're
0: telling me. Uh Dolphins. You wanna talk about thrillers, buddy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dolphins go up two nothing. Did, did I read the Ravens. this correctly?
1: Tua had six touchdowns in the second half on Sunday? Correct. Jeez. Good for him, man. Correct. Good, good for him. Good for him. I know Tua sucks, but good for him. They were dead in the water, and then all it of a sudden— touchdowns in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I was just going to say,
0: dead in the water. So, and he then he five, f-
1: so it was five touchdowns in the second half. He had one in the second well, yeah. So, I mean, that's ridiculous. He went Dude. berserk. When I fell asleep on Sunday, so I fell asleep during the fours because I was a little tired oh. of doubleheader on Sunday. So I fell asleep at toward the end of the ones and right around the beginning of the fours. I thought it was over. They were down by like 20 points. I'm like, this game's over. I, I wake up and I'm like, Jesus, what's happening? And then they score. I'm like, what? I'm Insane. like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Insane.
0: They have so much speed on that offense. Tyreek Hill and Waddle are just free to roam around that field at will, yeah. knowing the ball's coming their way at some point. Yeah, at go some up there point, whoever thrown in their direction. Um, but I mean, <sighs> Jackson was no slouch either. Slouch, he was pretty good. Tua just absolutely just went berserk. And shout out to Mike Daniels, McDaniel's the uh, yeah
1: head coach that, of Dolphins. That, that Wonder- dude is scheming up something really interesting there, and did I did think you, he's he might he might be the next McVay. I think I you shared like it as, as well. Breeze. Oh, for sure, dude. High praise, but he's like the next young. Like the young guy That kind of just takes The league by storm Doesn't look like A football coach at all Looks like he should be Building like a Lego set (laughs) And with a Rodrigo blanket ship Yeah well Hot Rod He's on the Come on the podcast Hot Rod You got nothing else to do Yeah right I'll I'll throw a DM out Watch him
0: He'll probably just Never read it He'll read it And then just ignore us I'll put tape Um, on my Blue light glasses So you feel right at home (laughs) We wear glasses
1: Well I do I'll put tape right in the middle So it looks like (laughs) Something
0: broken Did you see the Interview with uh, Tyreek Hill where he mentioned about his coach. I think you shared. Uh, it, is this when
1: he said something about the wheelbarrow and the nut? Uh, yeah. That was after uh, week one when they went for it on fourth and seven. I. That was the touchdown of Waddle, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the Patriots. Um, yeah. I
0: say there's some truth to that. Not the actual size of his testicles, needing wheelbarrows,
1: but <laughs> You don't think his the... foot is nuts in the microwave <laughs> like Randy March? I don't think so. But
0: I, I think there's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it, 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 there's something to there's something leave, to it believing in your coach because it's remember I said like a couple weeks ago that the Joe Judge thing the Giants players just did not believe in him that dude was such a bozo that anytime he did anything he just didn't believe him Dan Campbell Robert Sala and now McDaniel he, and Dable too doing things at the at Sirianni to an extent too doing things where you can get the trust of your players and then your players are totally bought in and yeah. Now these guys, Tyreek Hill, right there, he's still you know kind of misses Mahomes. You can tell on his Twitter, yeah. he has a lot of nice things to say about Kansas City, but he's like totally bought in with this Miami thing. And I think when your players believe in you that way, that's that's a big statement, for sure.
0: Um, let's head out west as the Rams, who blew, who absolutely got smoked in the uh, season opener versus the Bills. I want to say kind of took care of business, but they didn't really because they let the Falcons in thirty-one to yeah, twenty-seven. They beat really,
1: it up the Falcons though. Super Bowl hangover might be a thing. Yeah, the Kelsey Cubs, brothers. Yeah, the Kelsey brothers on their podcast don't believe in the um, the hangover. The hangover, but this is the first time that um, McVay, Evans. Stafford, all these guys have been in the uh, Super Bowl, so there's a chance there is a hangover. For sure. Awesome they, 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 they didn't look good this week. I know they were up big at one point and they trashed my parlay because I took them minus six and a half in the middle of the game and they won by four. So, expletive view, Mr. McVeigh. <laughs> Fake ass Clojure. They, they really didn't look good. Uh, Mario did a good job leading his team back into this game. The Rams just like let him back in the game. And that was a theme this week. There's, there were four games, I, I think you could say, where uh, two of them, the uh, well, three of them, that the wrong team won. The Rams are the only team that was up big that actually held on to the lead. You know the yeah. Ravens, the um, uh, who else, the uh, uh, the Cleveland and um, and the Raiders all just like let the other team back in and then lost. At least the Rams were able to hold on and win, so I guess that's admirable. But Chiefs still. to an extent, because the Chiefs looked yeah. like dog shit. They they look terrible in the Chargers. Let them win. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so I I do have a question. So before yeah. we keep going. Yeah. Do you think that these collapses and these random th- like blowups are more likely to happen early in the season just because things are so new, as compared to like week fifteen, week you know thirteen, where your team has kind of found its identity? Like, do you think it's more likely that this stuff happens? I mean, I guess it is happening more, but do you think it's because it's early in the season and your team hasn't really found its footing just yet? I would, I would hold
0: some truth to that, but also, it's early. We don't know who any of these teams are really are. I mean, the Dolphins say like 2 years ago, Dolphins and Ravens, same game. There's no shot in hell you would think two is going to go berserk for five touchdowns in the second half. There's no way you would think it's, it's done, Ravens are just going to go up and just write off the scoreboard. Look what happened. They came back. It's perseverance and all that stuff. Uh, it's, oh, too it's too early. It's sort I can't just yeah. say know that but uh, if it was in the second half you can lean more towards fatigue and you kind of know where your place is in the division and in the playoff standings but week two it's still too early
1: yeah i agree uh so this is weird usually all the weird stuff happens after we record yeah uh, we can circle back to this later but jeff Passon interviewed the undertaker about um closers in mlb and their entrances so maybe, maybe we'll have to break that down next week. That's very interesting. <laughs> but he just tweeted that. Somebody, uh, somebody on my timeline said, Jeff Passon versus The Undertaker in Steel Cage. And I was like, why the hell is that a thing? And then it was, <laughs> it was a response to Passin. He interviewed The Undertaker about the Evan Diaz entrance and the That's Mariano hilarious. Rivera entrance. And I just read the quote. He, he was actually pretty – it's very interesting. I'll send it to you.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely cover that next week. Who we got? Oh, another uh, divisional matchup here. And first first thing first, uh, well, real quick, 49ers yes. defeated the Seahawks. Everyone's 1-1, one 27-7 one, handily, but uh, prayers to uh, Trey Lance out for the season. Yeah. Broken angle. What break, a shame. Broken ankle. Thank God they didn't trade Jimmy G. Now, I was just going to say that. Now, saying that, this is this kind of a blessing in disguise for the organization of the 49ers that Trey Lance is down? And now you have kind of a proven winner. And you know what you got in front of you and Jimmy G to write off the rest of the season?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it's so I, I, I'm a little bit more in the camp of I just don't think Trey Lance is all that good. Um, uh, I'm in that same camp as uh, well. I think I, I, I see the talent and I don't want to be the guy that kind of I, who's listening anyway. I don't want to be the guy that kind of shits on a guy when he's hurt. Yeah, But um, I'm not, I don't want to be cowherd. But I mean, I don't see it with Lance. I, I see a little bit of talent there, but I feel like it's very raw, and I don't know how long it's going to take for him to refine it. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Like guys, like like when Wentz hit the league, um, he was pretty raw, but he kind of refined it. We by year two, um, Sam Darnold is kind of the best comp in terms of talent. As like well, di- different skill sets, but when Darnold hit the league, he kind of looked like he was very raw, and I he never refined it, and he yeah. just never. Or figured it out i think lance unfortunately might be in that same ballpark um i i would have been weary, you know using a pick that early in the draft on a guy from a one double a school i know wentz and guys like tony romo and some of these other quarterbacks have and even um i think what garofalo went to like east carolina like so there have been quarterbacks from small schools that have made it but lance i feel like was had to be the, the guy that was gonna be a the one figured it out yeah yeah, they probably could have drafted him later in that draft. And they could have just stayed where they were and taken fields. I think fields in, the, in San Francisco would have been electric. It would have been a perfect transition from Ohio State. But yeah, I, 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 it's a blessing in disguise. I think Jimmy's a better quarterback for that offense. And it, it, if they do believe in Lance, if Jimmy elevates his trade value to a good amount, this you know, I don't know how you could quantify that. They could probably dump him in the offseason to a team like the Colts that would be desperate for a quarterback that's made oh, seventy-seven million dollars already to Wentz and Ryan. Why not pay another thirty-five to Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> All right. So mercy what do you think? Do you think it's a blessing in disguise? Do you think it's just a straight-up blessing? I think it's, it might not even be in disguise. I think it's just literally a blessing for them. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I hate again. Well. I hate to bash Lance because he's injured. It sucks because he's a young kid. And, but you know what? I'm not throwing him any benefits. He's making plenty of money. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a blessing. Um... I always,
0: I don't know about you, but I always thought Jimmy G was the man. Like you played That's what Lance, I, I, w-
1: I was surprised that Lance took over.
0: You only play Lance. You, know, you have him start if Jimmy G is gone, or Jimmy G is injured, or by the bye week, Jimmy G hasn't really done nothing for you. Then you say, "All right, let's go all in on trade Lance. Let's see what we got here for the rest of the season." But yeah, you gave him the starting nod. You gave him confidence, but. You saw him against another young guy in Justin Fields. Justin Fields was like head and shoulders above talent, ready for the NFL, yeah. then Trey Lance.
1: That's a that's a weird draft. Was that the same draft that Lawrence went first and then Wilson went second? I believe yeah, so, yeah. Because you could argue Lawrence doesn't have it. You could argue. You could probably say Wilson doesn't have it, and then you can say that Lance doesn't have it. Lance, it doesn't, like,
0: Lance like doesn't even want to be there in the NFL. He yeah. should be at cricket or something or tennis.
1: Weird draft and just a weird quarterback class especially coming off the heels of the one prior where you had Burrow who looks like a franchise quarterback Herbert looks like an elite quarterback Hertz looks pretty good and Tua looks pretty good now too weird and and Mac Jones looks like he's not that bad either so I mean a couple weird drafts I don't know how to I don't know but I'll
0: also take blame and we'll quickly move on. Shannon Hannon is offensive coordinator. I mean, if you have a young guy, you gotta cater the offense to him, not to I, not the other way around. It did
1: look it, it did look a little different under Lance than it did with Garoppolo though. And I think last year was a little bit more what you're saying where it, it's it's almost like they figured they could just put Lance in. And then mm-hmm. they could run the same offense as they did with Garoppolo, and then maybe have a couple more design quarterback runs, some reads, and things like that. This yeah. year it looked like it was different, and then the second he got hurt, it was almost like, all right, cool, we can go back to like the real offense now. And <laughs> and Shanahan, they just figured it out, and they look good. Yeah, I know they it, beat the Seahawks, but they look pretty good. Twenty-seven-seven. Yeah. Uh, next one, the chakra of the week.
0: Oh God. Dare I say? Well, I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> The How Denver like Broncos defeat the Tex no uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> one and one off the Schneid, as they say. Got the goose egg rid of. They are now one and one defeating the Bengals. I wanna in congratulate
1: Dallas. I wanna just go ahead and congratulate Joe Burrow on losing to Mitch Trubisky, Cooper Rush, and Joe Flacco the first three weeks of the season. I'm gonna stamp a Jets victory this weekend already. <laughs> Unless they're not playing the Jets, which I, I think they are. Uh it's on the Excel, let me see real quick. Uh yeah, they got the Jets. Uh, Bengals minus six hammer the Jets in that game.
0: No, they have Miami. Oh wait, no. Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes. No, they got right. Miami next week. Yeah, they got Miami next week. Oh, they're in for a world. Yeah, of congrats, hurt. Joe Burrow. <laughs> you got your, you got your wide receiver. You don't have any offensive linemen to keep you you know straight up. Yes. Cowboys defeated
0: the Bengals who are now 0 and two in twenty to seven in a late uh, rally for the Cowboys hold off victory.
1: I didn't catch that. What's the Bengals record? What's Joe Burrow's record this year? Zero wins, two losses. Ah, uh, what a shame. And zero and which, who, who were the quarterbacks on the teams that he lost to? Um,
0: yeah, re- yeah. Refresh my memory for the game one, but uh, I that was a swaggy Mitch week one. Oh yeah, swaggy Mitch. Or it looks like he had autism last night against the Browns. <laughs> oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> beat uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> AFC fairness, Super Bowl the, contending Bengals
1: and in then fairness, Cooper Rush. The Bengals probably should have won the first week. If the kicker doesn't miss two kicks. McPherson, right? Yeah. Um, what a weird. They just didn't look good. Not Dak, but Cooper Rush. Do you think there's something to this him. backup quarterback thing? It's almost like you know how in baseball when the manager gets fired, it's like the second the next game they oh, all always win. Do you think it's like that in football where guys Except just try to play? Yeah, but <laughs> except the Angels who just kept losing. <laughs> you know what's funny is they actually won, they won their last game before. or No, they, the Phillies won their last game before they fired Gerard. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. This was a weird game. I, I admittedly, I fell asleep right around the beginning of the fours. So I saw the uh, the end of the fours. Cooper Rush, 19-31, 235, a touchdown. A game manager, 95.5 QBR. Burrow, 36 attempts, 24 completions, 199 on a touchdown. Has he broken 200 yet? <laughs> Oh he yeah. had three thirty eight. Oh you <laughs> Cooper Rush beat him this week. Man, you're looking for fantastic. anything to bash this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna suck when he's the backup for like the Bills in three years. And we're talking about how, you know, he basically beca- he basically became Carson Wentz. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see it. Um I pose this one. Is Cooper Rush about to quote unquote Romo Dak Prescott? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's that good, so probably not. I mean, did did they end up paying Prescott? I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, they they didn't pay the franchising, probably. I think they did. I think. Oh, maybe maybe this maybe they get Garoppolo then. Yeah, right. Garoppolo um, feels like the new. So uh, I'm sorry. Real quick, before we move on, last year before the draft, it, it was actually um, the 2021 draft. Every time I went on Twitter, PFF was mocking Mac Jones to a different team. <laughs> I feel like Garoppolo's the pro version of that Every time we record We put him on a different team Next year <laughs> He's a cult this week Then next week He'll be a uh, Seahawk Then he he'll be a Panther Then he's a Giant Now he's gonna be a Cowboy <laughs> He looks
0: good in this uniform He looks good in that one um, Yeah
1: right <laughs> well, That dude looks good in anything Let's be real <laughs> Yeah Jimmy G
0: Yeah Porn star Jimmy G Yeah Jimmy G
1: The most handsome NFL player Stamp it
0: Oh without question Without question um, yeah. Broncos Off the That's schneid right.
1: Let's ride to the first place.
0: Unlimited. <laughs> They're going sixteen to one now.
1: Gotta let them know. Gotta let them know. Win a loss. Win a loss. Loss.
0: Are they going fifteen and one now or sixteen and one? Is that? Uh, Texans. 14? No. Broncos. One one. <laughs> uh, Broncos.
1: Broncos. Dude, the Broncos fucking suck. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> they defeated the Texans. I've, I've never seen Woo! a team hate their quarterback this quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, kickers. Am I right? Um, Texans. Yeah, oh, Brandon one and one. Brandon What?
1: what Jesus, Texans. Texans are better than the record shows. I'm telling. I know you, that sounds silly. This early, they look pretty good. They could be two and zero. Oh. Yeah, the Texans beating
0: Matt Ryan, and then beating Russell Wilson. All those matchups could have been possible. They, if you're talking about anything, Cooper Rush, or or Burrow losing to like some scrubs here, Trubisky and Rush. You can kind of make the argument Travis Mills yeah could have beaten matt ryan and could have beaten russell wilson
1: all on new teams by the way Has wilson ever won mvp because ryan won mvp if, if davis mills would have beaten the two super bowl MVPs mvp season, That's about it yeah i think it was super yeah but i mean if davis mills would have beaten two mvps that would be pretty funny yeah right. i have nothing to really say about this game it wasn't really I'll on red zone a whole lot because it wasn't much happening but good for the broncos to get one in the, on the board uh it's a shame all their players hate russell wilson already all right yeah. next well, game the coach sucked anyway yeah, McDaniel is giving him a huge joke. Fourth and drives.
0: short. Hey, let's punt it. Let's not pay our quarterback. Fourth
1: and short on the goal. It's fourth and goal. Let's let's just punt. Let's pin him deep. Hey, it's better than Pete Carroll. Christ, <laughs> he would have just chose the field goal. <laughs>
0: gotta
1: let him know. Gotta let him know.
0: Oh, he's probably, uh, I think you audibly gro- like just made a, a noise when you saw Russell. Oh, gross.
1: I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I
0: don't know what conference. I don't know Dude, where we were. He's
1: a top five. He's a top five. Oh, I think five we were at your home
0: prior to going to Monday night. I think they had him uh, on the screen. He, oh, gross. Yeah. I hate that oh, guy. God. I hate him. That's all you kept saying.
1: Dude, he, he's a top five hate the face for me. Uh, maybe that's our top five next week. Oh, oh cool. wow! Okay, uh, so, uh, so I'm sorry. More oh. breaking news, real quick. Uh, according to Shams, uh, Andre Iguodala announces on his Point Forward podcast that he is re-signing with the Golden State Warriors for his 19th NBA season. I'm letting you know now, Steph. This is the last one. So let's bet the Warriors to win the title again. Was he a factor at all last year, or was he just in like the Haslam role? Haslam slash leadership. I think he played
0: on the a bench bit, though for the yeah. youngins. Um, next. Cardinals off the schneid as well. Defeating Dude. on a thriller in overtime in Vegas. Defeating the Raiders
1: 0-2. Good Lord. 29 29. I don't mean to say this to disparage him, but Kyler Murray does an amazing job of looking awful one week and then looking like incredible the next. This Kyler Murray single-handedly, you could argue, won this game for them. The way he played. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's playing without um, Rondale Moore, and he's playing without DeAndre Hopkins and the running game wasn't exactly great for them to win this game they literally this is the the, um, the old adage you know snatching victory from the jaws of defeat yeah. and on the flip side of the Raiders snatching defeat from the jaws of victory <laughs> what, a, what a horrendous loss dude the Raiders should have kept Rich Passasha I'll take that to my grave I don't know why they let that guy go it wasn't a popular All sexy three. pick Oh, get the fuck out of here. He got them into the term. playoffs last year. He got them in the playoffs last year in the midst of a guy killing one of his players killed a woman and her dog, <laughs> and the coach was a racist prick. And he got the team into the playoffs and Derek Carr looks like a franchise quarterback. They go out and get the best receiver in the NFL and they don't and they bring in McDaniels, and McDaniels looks like kind of lost. Over under one and a half seasons until McDaniels is back with the Patriots. Over so, one and a half. So do you think he'll last more than le- next year? Yeah. I think they'll write the ship. That's a really hard division to start 0-2 in, though. Because you could yeah. argue all th- four of those teams can make the playoffs.
0: And also, it's the first year with new head coach, new system, probably new offensive. Yeah, everything like an overhaul, yeah. And then you have the quarterback, wide receiver dynamic. I know they're best friends off the field, but they've never played with each other. Yeah, that's so true. Chemistry. You yeah, got well, also- in college,
1: they did, but... Best for college,
0: and then also you got I, Waller, yeah. you got the other guy Renfro. Get all these Josh pieces Jacobs. together,
1: yeah. And you got the the impending contract of uh, Jacobs. It seems like they're kind of falling out of favor with him, so yeah. So, uh, so a lot of things going on. Thing. But Defense looks okay though. It's but a, that, that's a that's a horrible game. You can't lose that game.
0: Now going forward, you said the Giants are the worst two and team. Is this the one of the best O and two teams in the Raiders? So you got the Bengals in there at 0 2. You got the Falcons at 0 2. Kind I, of competitive.
1: I think the Raiders, you could argue, are better than the Bengals. Um, the 0 2 teams this year you got Vegas, Cincinnati, Tennessee, who's also pretty Carolina. good. Carolina. Um, Carolina, Atlanta. So those two teams suck. But yeah, I can, you could argue all Titans. three of the 0 2 teams are pretty good. Yeah. The, the three teams that are 0 2 are pretty good in the yeah. AFC. I <laughs> mean, that's a good mm. question. I, uh, I, I would say they're probably better than Cincinnati the way they've played this year for sure S- Cincinnati should be one and one though But so are the show's the Raiders
0: uh, Our Sunday night matchup had death, the taxes. taxes and this <laughs> yes, really nothing. Uh, it's a formality as I wrote here uh, yeah. Packers go one and one as they defeat the Bears who are now one and one 27 to 10 Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau against the Bears Just like you said death taxes and well, Bears a
1: short. Yep. All the all the things.
0: <laughs> Cassiano's hitting a home run of
1: someone's death. It's <laughs> like a kind of error at short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Packers beat the Bears. Uh, good showing from the Bears, though. Early in the game, Fields had the touchdown. And they, they probably got screwed out of a touchdown late. If they called that a touchdown on the field on his second rushing attempt, on mm-hmm. the goal. Did you see the end of the game? Oh, uh, we well, uh, were actually here for so, so Fields actually uh, almost scored a rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter on fourth down. They called him short. I think if they called him in, they wouldn't have been able to overturn it. I think it was one of those weird ones where the call just had to stand because there's not inconclusive evidence on the field. How beat is that? Uh, So that's how that kind of figured. So they almost covered.
0: All right. And then our Monday night matchups, we got the game one, Bills. Good Lord. Continuing to just absolutely obliterate anyone in their paths. So this blew up in ESPN's face. They had two matchups and neither were close. Yeah, right. Well, the second one was closer. Kind yeah, of, sort of, but uh, 41 to 7. <laughs> I mean, the Titans just got their lone touchdown off of a one yard rush by Derrick Henry. Diggs, if he's not the best wide receiver, if he's not number one, I think he heard our list. He sure as hell is number one now. At he, three he, won touchdowns. Me my fantasy,
1: he won me my fantasy matchup on Monday night, by the way. Him I and Allen alone probably just did that. And Tua, I if was, you had Tua. <laughs> I was dead in the water. I changed my team into We Suck, and then I woke up the next morning and I won. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, the Bills go 2-0, oh, Titans 0-2, oh and,
0: and I wrote here, Hill's days are numbered. And I did see a little bit of the game. Malik Willis had his helmet on, and he was on the sideline right there. Looked like he was itching to get in. So
1: both uh, both quarterbacks were pulled in the third quarter. So Willis did eventually play. I don't know how much he played, but Willis played, and then whoever um, the backup is in Buffalo Barkley. played. I think it's Keenum. Ooh, that was Barkley.
0: All right. Well.
1: I think he might still be there, but I think he played. Yeah. yeah. Um, and
0: then I think the I still final have Jake
1: Fromm actually, I think they still have Jake Fromm.
0: And then the final one, uh, we were in attendance. We already talked about it. the yeah. Eagles defeated the Vikings twenty-four to seven. Vikings fall to one and one. Eagles tied for first with the Giants at two and zero in the NFC I, so East.
1: Looking at this from somebody who maybe isn't an Eagles fan, I would say if I weren't an Eagles fan, this was just two teams I watched. I would say Kirk Cousins looked really bad. Jalen Hurts looked really good. And Darius Slate kind of took over the game in the second half. Those would have been my takeaways if these were teams that were like independent of my brooding interest. Yeah. If I was looking at this, you know, fairly, I would say, you know, Hertz looks really good. Kirk looked really bad. And the Vikings left some points on the field. So I wouldn't be as blown away by the score. Yeah. Uh, Eagles probably left The three points on the field When they kicked that field But they got blocked But the Vikings probably left At least ten points on the field So 27-17 is more in line With what I would expect The score to have been If Kirk didn't fuck around In the uh, second half <laughs> If Kirk didn't you like Kirk. <laughs> we like you that You like that? <laughs> yeah, we, um, we sure I'll also did.
0: piggyback on that My non-biased assessment That I don't think the Vikings With that atmosphere Was never going to win that game no, they That were never was if, if home field advantage Was a thing Last that night proved it right there, and then that in the Buffalo game, home field advantage for one of those two teams in the playoffs is, will be death. Especially if they play, if they click on all cylinders like that. Yeah. No teams beating Buffalo in Buffalo, and you can argue no teams beating Philly in Philly as long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot. I want to congratulate field.
1: Kirk Cousins on officially getting his tenth loss on Monday Night Football. <laughs> if the Eagles and Bills go to the Super Bowl, I think they should just agree to give it a, just call it a tie, just give both teams a win. There would be zero animosity between Eagles and Bill's fans. We just party for two weeks and probably drink tens of thousands of beers in the parking lot. Uh, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) I'm not watching some guy hold a hot dog or a hamburger in his hand and get smacked (laughs) with ketchup and mustard. What the hell was that? That's their thing. That's their tradition. Yeah, I want some ketchup and mustard on my hot dog or hamburger and then just spray them from head to toe and ketchup and mustard. I don't think so. And then breaking tables. Like Shawn Michaels, uh, the tables thing was it, it, on was fire. Electric, no. Yeah, all right, give let's me uh, week
1: three if we can.
0: Give me terrorizing Broad Street all day over that. Yeah, the, um, there's not enough tables and telephone poles in the world to support Eagles' Bill Super Bowl. <laughs> the infrastructure, is, as as uh, ESPN is saying, it. yeah, I'm, I think America can, can withstand that. I'm pretty sure we have the technology.